everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelley from Ad Advance, and today I'm joined by Molly DeShanes from Ad Advance. Molly, it's awesome to have you on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, so when we have different members of the team come on, it's kind of fun to get a quick introduction, like what you were doing previously, how you joined the team, kind of career progression overall. So maybe you want to just walk us through that quick? Yeah. So my my biggest experience and background, I come from video production. So more of the creative side of things. I worked with clients a lot on story finding for their brands and coming up with storyboards and, you know, just overall pieces of their businesses that are the strongest, you know, selling points and ways to resonate with their audience and then turning that into to videos. So for me, the creative piece of that, and then I found Ad Advance kind of on a whim. Again, this kind of dropped into my lap in the perfect time in my life. And I started here as an account manager and the marketing and branding side of things really just started to shine through naturally, I think. And as we were having conversations here, so transitioned over to marketing and brand manager pretty quickly after starting here and really dove into that a lot. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So today we figured it would be fun for the podcast to really focus on branding overall, like kind of defining your branding. How do you look at it? Why does it really matter? And one thing that's been fun with Molly is as you've come in, starting out with the account manager spot, you got to learn like a bunch of the technical things that we're doing, but then taking it higher level to the brand as a whole. And then how do we look at this bigger picture? How do we incorporate all those pieces in? You know, what truly does Ad Advance or any of these brands stand for? And then how does that translate and kind of cascade down? I mean, so walk us through right now, like what, what's key things that you're currently working on just to give people a perspective on my current role? Sure. So my current role, I manage our content and social strategies. So I am managing our content calendar from month to month, week to week, putting out posts, um, making sure that all of the content that we're putting out there is consistent with our branding, you know, changing up our brand voice a little bit for our different platforms. We basically, or we just revisited our brand workshop. So when I first started at Ad Advance in my first week, I held a, a brand workshop with Joe and Matt and we sat down and we, we dove into all the basic branding stuff like brand voice, brand positioning, vision, you know, um, positioning all of those different pieces. And like Joe said early on, and it was a really good exercise for me to learn a lot about like the technical side of things too, and why we're different on, on that aspect. It gave me a lot of food for thought, like from a marketing and branding perspective, you know, sometimes you're too close to the forest to see the trees. So I think being new into the role and into the industry was a really good position for me to be in, to come in and, help shape some of our branding. So that was one thing that we did early on that we recently um, revisited. I help produce the podcast. Those are all my big pieces right now. I'm also working on um, organizing and planning for Prosper Show. It's one of our conferences coming up. So I think on on the marketing front, those are my key pieces. Yeah. Lots of different stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of different stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it it was really fun. Like, yeah, like Molly said, when she first came in within a week of the job, but we sat down and did this brand workshop and it was, it was really fun for Matt and I, because we had a good idea on like what ad advance was, what we stood for, knowing kind of where we fit in the market. But at the same time, we had never put it down on paper. 
And anytime you document these items, it makes you think through it a little bit more. And then it's much easier to see if there's some pieces that aren't tying together um, or you just end up putting some more thought into it overall. And so it was really fun for us and we enjoy it too. Like, you know, our team has grown quite a bit over the years and it's so fun when people are coming in fresh because they bring such different perspectives where once you're in it, I feel like, yeah, you can kind of get like, all right, this is the way we do it type thing, which we're always trying to avoid. But sometimes you get so into the details that it takes a while to it's hard to pull yourself out and look higher level. Yeah, I think for me, it was really fun to come in and hear you and Matt say what makes you different. And you guys are um, always or not always, but, you know, you were really in tune with like the really technical side of what makes that advance different. And here here's how we scale our, you know, our clients and all of these things. And for me, there were some obvious pieces that were like, wow, you guys, you do this really different that, you know, I haven't heard this before, but you know, maybe that wasn't something that you guys were able to pull out. And I think that's, you know, a part, a part of why it's so important to revisit the branding exercise, because those pieces that we talked about that were really important, that really stood out then as we've continued to grow and scale at advance, some of those pieces were like, okay, this is no longer necessarily a differentiator or something that we bring to the table that others in the space don't, or, you know, what, what are the more foundational pieces that through all of this growth have stayed true sure. and are really important to us as a brand. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into the details, just kind of want to cover why branding is, is so important overall. And I've continually learned this as we've gone along too. Um, you know, starting as a seller way back in the day, um, you know, I started in 2014 timeframe. And at that time, there was such an opportunity and there were so many different products that needed to be sold on Amazon that you could come in and you could sell random products. You could buy them off of Alibaba, put them up there. You can make a good margin. You didn't need to differentiate them. You didn't need to build out a brand and you could still make a good profit from it. Fast forward now eight, nine years, it's a very different landscape. And so Amazon is very saturated with different types of products. And so what we're seeing is that those brands that are able to establish a brand presence are able to succeed. And the way they're able to do that is one, using their brand to help differentiate their products on Amazon. And by doing that, you can charge higher prices, which means you get better margins, which means you have more margin to invest in items like advertising. And then the other key piece is driving up the lifetime value of your customer. And so the key ways you can do that is by establishing a solid brand. Now we can start to drive cross purchases or repeat purchases, or maybe they tell their friends about this awesome brand and then they come over and purchase from us. Without that branding present, it's really hard to succeed as a seller if you're just focused on specific products. Um, Without that brand differentiation, what we see is it tends to be a race to the bottom in terms of price because you're using price as a way to differentiate yourself. And there goes your margin. And now you can't invest in other items to keep you up on top. And so really the value of establishing a brand and maintaining a brand and building the brand is becoming more and more critical as we go. And by doing that, you can have the margin that then allows you to invest in those other items that keeps your 
brand and your products growing in the future. So, I mean, that's my key take on branding, especially from like an e-commerce seller perspective. But what's your take on it? I think another really important piece to add to that is that you should always be really in tune with who you're trying to reach. So I think especially for, like you said, Amazon sellers or e-com brands in general, I think if you're ever approaching a place where you're asking yourself, who am I trying to reach with my product or service? You know, that's it's a one size fits none. If you're trying to sell to everybody, you sell to nobody, you know, it's all those, that key piece that's just so important. And so I think, like you said, with the, with the differentiators and, and on Amazon specifically, all the different ways that you can target your audience, knowing who that is, is, is essential. So I think just from a branding perspective, that's another key piece to tie in. Yep. And you, you're hitting on an awesome piece too, that if, if you guys didn't listen to the previous podcast we did with Tony Miller talking about kind of developing your avatar. Yep. So it's really developing those target people that you're really focusing your message to and trying to target. Um, and it's fun too, cause like as an agency, we've had these discussions. So for ad advance, like, you know, with Amazon DSP, We can run advertising for non-e-commerce sellers and we can do it well and we have done it well. Um, We can do really well advertising for traditional Amazon sellers. We can do well for advertising traditional e-commerce sellers. And so the question we've had as an agency, too, is like, so you can say we're going to specialize in all these different pieces for these different client bases. But if you spread it too thin... Now, who are you truly, (laughs) who's your message going for? Exactly. And it's hard as a business leader too, where there's addressable markets. It's like, this is awesome. Like, yep, we can help these people and we can help these people. (laughs) And so we've had some really good discussions on that. And okay, what is our core? And I feel like the branding pieces and outlining this always helps to bring back in the focus. We're, we're definitely looking wide and we're building out all these capabilities, but then looking at who are we truly best fit for? It, it's a it's a fun exercise. Yeah, it is a fun exercise. And it's certainly, you know, just in previous roles too, like in, when I was working with video, it's like, if you think about producing a video, you can do that for anyone. You can make wedding videos, you can work with nonprofits, you can do all these, you can work with pretty much anybody, but unless in your messaging and your brand positioning, you are speaking directly to that person. We do X for this person. I feel like your message is going to get lost. Yeah. So if we're looking at say different sellers that, all right, they've got a brand, but maybe need to build that out or maybe people who are running an agency or different things like that. Like, where do you start? Kind of walk me through the process and you can even highlight kind of what you did with us too. Sure. Right away, you know, in our earliest brand workshop, when we were really starting from scratch, we, we talked through pretty much all the major hitting pieces for a brand workshop. It was brand voice, brand identity, vision, brand positioning, all of those pieces. So I think the best place to start would be to look inward and just really do a good audit of, all right, let's put all of our services on paper. Let's, you know, talk about who our main competition is. Let's, um, let's look at our values. Let's look at our vision and really identify all of those pieces, especially the values. I think that's a really important one that 
you know, kind of trickles down into all the other pieces and just really establishing, you know, like you said, getting, getting all the key pieces on paper and then looking at all of that. And then, um, we talk about the, I hope so test all the time. I didn't come up with that. (laughs) It's a tool that we use all the time when we're talking about stuff and marketing and branding within ad advances. You know, if you've, if you have all of that foundational branding work done, a good way to revisit, you know, all of your messaging, whether it be on your content or brand guidelines internally or anything that you're doing, um, talking about the, I hope so test. So if you're so, so yeah. So if we look at like the, I hope so test. Yeah. So as an example, all right. So if I'm trying to promote ad advance and I'm out there and I'm saying, yep, we provide great communication for you and help outline what the key goals are for your strategies and then implement them. Yeah. That would be one where if I'm pitching to you, you'd probably be thinking, well, I, yeah, I hope so. I hope that you do that. Exactly. (laughs) This is why I'm hiring you. Yeah. And so when we look at, all right, what's the key differentiators for our agency? We always run it through the I hope so test (laughs) and make sure that what we're stating just doesn't like fall into like these standard things that, yeah, every agency should be doing that. And so, yeah, you can tell me you're doing that, but I really hope you would be. (laughs) This is strictly why I'm hiring you. Yeah, always want to be able to pass the I hope so test with everything. And it's a way that we use. We challenge each other on that quite a bit, too. So sure. Sure. So like when we're walking through like values and vision and different things like that. You know, some of these, like, and for people listening to the podcast, they know that like Matt and I are pretty technically focused too. So walk me through, like, what's your perspective? There's, these are a lot of like softer items. Like, and so how do you feel like they like truly tie in? Like walk me through like values and vision. Like, how do you feel like that cascades to the rest of the branding and ultimately to like what we're doing day to day? So, I think, I mean, it really ties to everything, our core values, whether we're hiring or the way we approach our meetings or the way that we're crafting our content. I mean, like really everything that we do, I think the biggest piece is like that transparency piece. And so I feel like that's been, that's been really a core driver and we have our values. Like you walk into our office and our values are right there on the wall when you walk into the office. So I think revisit revisiting them a lot and just embodying these values and living them has been has been such an important piece like I think when we're in meetings and we're talking about I don't know really anything I feel like it's just this safe environment where we can we can challenge somebody's ideas we can come up with ideas and say them out loud and it's just this really safe environment and I I feel like I and I guess I don't know from experience but I feel like in a more maybe like tech based, like, I don't know, it feels a little bit more rigid, but I feel like bringing all these, these values into our everyday. Yeah. Has been, has been a key piece of it. Yeah. Really shapes what we do. And, and what's fun is a lot of these values that we put down on paper, like we were all operating with these day in and day out before they were on paper. Yep. What really helped is communication throughout the team on, Hey, here are the key values. Here's how we operate. And especially as we've expanded as an organization, that was one of the key things that we were worried about too, is like, are we going to dilute our culture? 
and our values. As we bring more people in, and Matt and I don't have as much time day to day to spend with each individual. Um, and so that is, has been one piece that has been really fun to look at and say, all right, what are our true values? How does this cascade to the rest of the team? And then kind of tying it back to like how it impacts how we operate day to day. We take a look at this and we take it down to like, say the social media content we're putting out or the podcast and taking a look and saying like, okay, here are the values that we live in the office. Like, is this truly shining through? Like, is this the voice that people are truly hearing to? Yeah. And so taking it all the way from like, here's high level values and then taking it all the way to brand voice and what people are hearing from the outside. Um, it's been really fun. And so like, you know, that's one example where I feel like really going through the branding and taking the time to put it down on paper it ensures consistency too. Yep. And without that, things can change and morph over time. And, you know, sometimes they should, but we should make sure that when they are changing and morphing and that it's strategic and we're actually trying to do it. Yeah. And I think like the transparency piece, like I know that you and Joe, or you and Matt do a really good job always keeping the whole team on the same page with like, if we're, you know, as we're growing, just keeping everybody on the same page of like, here's where we're going. Here's kind of the plan. Here's the vision. And just keeping everybody really tied into that. And I think that's been really important from like a brand experience, like especially new hires and, and just all of us, that transparency piece is huge. And a piece that we haven't really talked about is like visual branding. And so sure. we did a lot to that recent, uh, we switched up our vis visual branding. We just kind of like upgraded our, our logo and we added, you know, we fixed our website and we did a bunch of different things. And we also put a bunch of branding up in our office. And so being just surrounded by that every day, I think it just really helps tie all the pieces together too. And it's just been like a fun culture thing just to have, you know, all the different brand colors and everything on our walls. And so that's been really fun too. Yep. Yep. And, and what's been fun with that too is like, as we were updating the logo and the branding, it was taking it back to like, all right, what are the key things that we feel like make us stand out? And then from there, we could take a look at the branding and the website and say, okay, does this truly align with how people perceive us? Like what our core strengths are? And so it's another key piece that was fun is from the visual side. Yeah, you can just go straight to the brand or the logo and say like, yep, I like that one. What was cool is being able to take it back and say, okay, here's all our key values. Here's what we believe our differentiators are. Like, here's where we're going as a company leading to our vision. Does our current branding or our new branding, does this align? And does this kind of portray the same messaging that we want to be showing um, and what we have on paper? Um, and so that, that was really cool, too. And again, it was that other key piece that once you have it on paper, now you can tie it all back again to make sure it's consistent. And that was one fun update that we had with the branding update is I felt like we got some more consistency overall in our branding and that tied back to our core messages overall, website design, everything like that. You could take it back and say, OK, yep, does this have the voice that we're looking for? Does this have the messaging that we're looking for? Is it really hitting on the differentiators that we feel like we have? Is this this going to fit in the future <laughs> where we're not doing a complete pivot going forward. And I think that really ties to the vision piece and why we want to outline that too. Yeah, exactly. I think like you said, kind of future proofing everything a little bit, you know, we have our, our 
three-year, ten-year, you know, visions looking forward, and how is ours? What are we doing now going to be able to translate so we don't have to revisit, you know, or at least our visual branding piece for a while? But. Yeah, yeah. And so that was one one initial struggle that I had as a small business owner early on. It's like. Okay. Yep. This all sounds cool, but like taking the time to do it, like it's going to end up in a document somewhere and then it's going to get stale and then we'll come back a year later and we'll take a look at it. So I think the key thing to get true value out of it is to take the time to make sure you've got everything framed up right. All right. Vision, values, key differentiators, like brand voice, all that good stuff. But then it's to use that to double check what you're doing. Yep. So for my product, is my packaging speaking to how I want to be perceived or the key differentiators that I have? I, is my storefront, is that giving the perception that I want to give and having my value shine through? For the social media content I'm putting out, is it speaking to that brand voice? Like, are people hearing the true me or how I want to be perceived? Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's all those pieces and using that. I think that's been the biggest value for me is being able to go back and say, all right, are we being consistent here throughout and using that as a gut check throughout all the different ways that people that we interact with, uh, with our clients or customers? Yep, definitely. And I think, and just to kind of tie it all together too, for us internally, being able to use everything that we came out of that brand workshop with, one of the biggest pieces that we attributed it to almost immediately was our content strategy. And like, if you listen to the podcast, maybe you follow us on social media, we are so intentional with our content strategy. And this is just one example of how how many times we go back to our branding in just that piece of our marketing. It's like, you know, the content itself, who are we talking to? What's the tone and and everything? What um, what different buckets are we hitting as far as like our key differentiators or different things that we want to talk about, different topics? And so really it all comes back to our brand. And, sure. and that foundation and is this how we want to be perceived? Is this, are we positioning ourselves correctly? Um, yeah, it all comes back to brand. Yep. Yeah. And probably the final benefit that I'll say too, is as we've gone through these different workshops, it really helps in communication for the rest of the team too. Um, because the communication is not just through us, especially as a service-based business, it's through every interaction that we have from the account management team to the sales team, through our marketing. There's so many different interactions that we have throughout. And so it really helps to make sure that we've got that consistency, not just from me or Matt and our social content or things like that, but it's cascading throughout the team. Um, it's a great way to one, make sure that we've all got the same values and that everybody is aware of what all those values are and what we truly value as an organization. Um, but then just in the way that we interact with our clients, what's what's the key pieces that we value with those relationships? Um, and then, you know, all the way down to how we talk about different things, how we interact, like how we build those relationships, all ties back to the brand too. So it's not just like the marketing stuff that ties into it. Yep. And it's it's been a really awesome tool in just making sure we're all on the same page for a team, especially as we keep growing. Yep. If, you, if we can give our team the tools to feel really confident in what they're talking about. I feel like that's so important for them to be able to yeah, just confidently make sure we're all speaking the same language and moving in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So what we'll do for this podcast, we can post an example of like the brand workshop document that we've gone through and just some of the key questions that we've asked. I, I feel like it's a great starting point to kind of go through and build out what your brand is um, if you haven't done that yet. Or if you have done that, maybe there's a couple other good prompts that you can incorporate into your current process. But personally, for me, I've gotten a ton of value in it. And just from the communication and the consistency standpoint, it's been huge for us as we've grown. So, yeah, appreciate you driving that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's been really fun. Yeah, I would be happy to put together a couple examples of, you know, the document and then also maybe some of the exercises that helped us pull some of these pieces out too and, and get, you know, deep into the workshop. So, yeah, 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 we'll include that with the show notes for the for the episode. So, well, Molly, really appreciate you joining the podcast. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And as always, we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Note that we are going to be at Prosper Show coming up if you're listening before the March time frame. So if you're going to be there, reach out ahead of time. Let's schedule some time to meet. Happy to do some deep dives on accounts or just talk through any issues or problems that you're dealing with. Or we're going to have a booth there, too. So feel free to stop by. Love meeting people in person. I, we've got such an awesome community, many online. And so it's so fun when you get to meet in person too. So if you're going to be at Prosper, make sure you stop by and say hi. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to the, the Ad Project podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.